Hello again. Welcome to the argument. Don't tell me I'm ill. The problem with fibromyalgia. A doctor's words are a powerful medicine and the most powerful word she uses is the name of your illness. Your very identity can be determined by that name. It can make you part of a community, cancer survivor for instance, or HIV positive, and it can shut you in a cage from which there seems to be no escape. We have known about the power of doctor's words for many years. Jerome Groupman of Harvard Medical School wrote an important article about this power almost 20 years ago. The name of the illness he discussed in this article is one we still hear a lot about today. A doctor has probably told someone you know their problem has this name. Fibromyalgia. My sister-in-law was told she had this illness 30 years ago when it was called chronic fatigue syndrome. And it is worth emphasising that these puzzling syndromes with different names have existed for more than a 100 years. My boss in my last job was told she had this illness 15 years ago. I taught a student here at Safa who told me she had this illness. Yet this is an illness which has never been confirmed by any clear test evidence. Rather, it is named when all other possible illnesses have been found not to exist. Fibromyalgia is also an illness which no medical drug treatments seem to help much. My boss woke up in pain or in panic two or three times a month in the middle of the night, telephoned her friend and was taken to the local hospital accident and emergency department. I saw her collapse at work one day as she got up from her desk and the ambulance came to get her and take her to hospital again. There they did every test they could think of, but the result was always the same. We can't find anything wrong with your body. She, like many of these patients, began to abandon modern medicine and went to alternative therapists for help. But none of their treatments cured the illness either. And even if my boss believed she felt a bit better for a while, the next crisis came. The whole situation sounds a bit suspicious, doesn't it? And yet these people really are suffering. So what's happening to them? Some doctors began to think their patients were hypochondriacs, people who are not ill at all, but simply worrying excessively about their health 
and complaining about all kinds of imaginary symptoms. Some thought it was an allergy to particular foodstuffs, to gluten in wheat, for example. Other doctors thought the many different symptoms these patients suffered were caused by some particular or general stress in their lives. Jerome Groupman decided to try to find out the truth. He became particularly interested in a medical study carried out by a professor of psychiatry at Harvard, who suggested that perhaps hearing the very word fibromyalgia was making people ill. The patients diagnosed with fibromyalgia, he said, become trapped in the belief that their symptoms are due to disease and expect to continue to suffer the symptoms in the future. Even the UK National Health Service website today says treatment is available to ease some of its symptoms, although they're unlikely to disappear completely. On hearing the diagnosis, the patients become passive, accepting their condition, instead of doing things to make themselves feel physically better. The diagnosis and naming of the illness has itself convinced them that any pain they have has a genuine physical explanation, and then their small pain or symptom begins to get bigger the more they concentrate on it and ends up dominating their life. They have joined the Fibromyalgia Club. There is an important point to make here. These people diagnosed with fibromyalgia are not wasting doctors' time. The symptoms these people experience are real. What we need to understand is that the origin of the symptoms is in the person's mind and not in their body. They have become hypersensitive about the state of their body and therefore feel any kind of pain or discomfort intensely and suffer enough to think they are ill. Having an illness called fibromyalgia is good news for some people, of course, the drug companies whose medicines doctors prescribe to their patients for years, and the alternative therapists and therapies that make a lot of money from their consultations and treatments, to name but two. Our electronic gadgets also make it easy to find enormous amounts of information about something called fibromyalgia, which can encourage us in our belief we are ill. The fact that most of this is misinformation, is not true, is perhaps the subject for another edition of the argument. But what can be done to help such people? Has any treatment been scientifically shown to work? The answer is, yes. And just as it is a belief they are ill that makes people's symptoms worse, it is a different belief that can make them better. One consistent symptom of fibromyalgia is pain. And pain, of course, 
is a warning not to do something with our bodies that can cause it more physical damage. But when the patients Groupman saw at Harvard suffering pain were shown they could not damage their bodies by doing some activity despite their pain, they began to believe it. And so they did a bit more activity and realised the pain was reducing, not increasing. Little by little, the person thought less about their symptoms and more about the kind of active life that in itself made them feel better. Perhaps the biggest problem with such puzzling illnesses is that we still don't understand how the human mind and body interact with and affect each other. The important thing in the case of what is today called fibromyalgia is to break down the barriers to getting well put in the patient's mind by the word itself. If, like me, you enjoy stories, you may be wondering what happened to my sister-in-law and my former boss. Well, my sister-in-law spent a couple of months in hospital undergoing tests, during which time her relationship with her husband, my brother, broke down completely, and they divorced. Then, when the hospital discharged her, having told her she would probably suffer from her illness for the rest of her life, she met a new man, got married again, and started a new life. As to my boss, she sold the business I used to work in and started a gardening business, which is hardly what you'd expect from someone who lived in pain and was collapsing because she had no strength. But I went to see the evidence for myself a year later, and she, as my sister-in-law in her new life, was completely free from her symptoms and had almost forgotten she had ever been ill at all. The same thing had happened to both of them. The big changes in their lives had meant their minds were concentrated on new activities and interests, and no longer on their fibromyalgia. And the illness went away. <laughs>